Hello, Hello there, and welcome to the Ask Time Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games, and all jazz. There's no tomorrow. This week we're talking about Rick and Morty season five, the full Ooh. thing. My name is Tom, and as always, I'm Joe, my co-host John. Did you say hello? Did you like? Were you like? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I felt that a little bit there. I heard. Yeah, that. because I'm too, I'm very excited to talk about uh, stuff that I've been watching, but also mm. to talk about Rick and Morty season mm. five. So yeah, yeah, definitely. How are you? How are you this week? I'm I'm feeling great. Uh, I just got back into you know watching films, mm. and I feel feel great watching films again. Just yes. like getting that to energy, you know, like you have that um, feeling. You've you're like, oh, I want to watch films every day now. Just you know, to get in that feeling, mm. to like you want to create stuff and yeah, go back to yeah film reality. You, you know, yeah. what I mean, it's just I, like, no, I know it's... exactly what you mean. I watch one film every single day from January to March this year um and yeah so i i get it it's pretty intense it, it it's intense like i just watched a bunch of films this weekend and oh my god I, it was so intense but also fun to watch so well yeah can't wait to hear about it and if you guys want to hear about that you can uh, go skip forward to the week viewing segment which will be later on but first let's talk about rick and morty shall we Yes, Rick and Morty season five. So we, the whole... we we, we kind of talked a little bit about epi- a couple of episodes earlier, yeah. like, but we're gonna do the full thing now from yeah. beginning to end. I literally watched it like I watched episode one yesterday, and I watched episode ten like this like afternoon. What did you think? Wow, wow! I <laughs> did you did that? You did mm-hmm. the whole like I did I the mean, whole I thing. It... I watched the finale, mm. and that's it. And then, then you, oh, wow. you're like, <laughs> no, yes, so I watched. I watched. Thing. I watched episode. I watched episodes one to five, and then I just stopped in like August. Uh, yeah, I. So I like, I came. I came back, and I was like, right, I'm gonna watch it all. Yeah, I I did the same, but then I was like, okay, I know what what happened in that, mm. but then you know sometimes you can get lose track. For, sometimes the TV d- decided to throw up. That throw off with some episodes that are just of course what so oh, yeah good. so what are your thoughts of the season so i want to say this um briefly this season's story was messy like the whole yeah. thing was like not that amazing like uh, the you know the other uh season storylines were great mm. you know it was solid it well was, i think no, i think it's uh, worth saying immediately we we are fans of rick and morty but not like we're not like super fans. super intense, yeah. So like, I like yeah. it. I really like seasons one and two. Season three is pretty good. I wasn't a huge fan of season four. I definitely think like I really enjoyed yeah. the second half a lot more than the first half. But all in all, I'm. I mean, literally, I, I the question on my my mind and the question that is proposed in this video's title is: Does Rick and Morty need to end? I don't know how you know enthusiastic I am about continuing it. Well, that's. Another thing I was thinking about, you know, um, spoilers, full spoilers ahead. If you oh, have yes, watched Rick please. and Morty. Yeah, especially, please, especially that final you... episode. That is like, if yeah. you care at all about like the ongoing story of the of, yeah. of the Rick and Morty universe. We're I going guess. like we're going full lore into it. We're going full story. Mm. We're going mm. like every oh, yes. word. <laughs> um, but we um, but the you know the last episode of the season really felt like the last ever episode you know you know what i mean like yeah it, it had felt... a it had it had an air of finality about it yeah it was like um a proper ending to it really mm. so 
Yeah, but really, th- those are the kinds of endings that I like because it wasn't. It, it it also left it on a little bit of a cliffhanger, in a way yeah. that ma- in a way that keeps you thinking. I don't really need to know what happens next. Do yeah, you know what I, mean? I. Yeah, now like, it's 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 good. I mean, like there's there's some episodes the episodes that I really like. You know, the the Planetina episode. Mm. Well, um, right. Let's 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 talk. Let's start with episode one. Episode yeah, one, episode of course, one. being Mister Nimbus oh, and Nimbus. Oh, Jessica Nimbus. becoming like a. Uh, a time god. The time god. That's that was weird because I thought they'd bring that back. No, we don't um, see her. Oh yeah, at all. we didn't. Also, we haven't Indeed. we we haven't seen any of Morty's like high school, uh, in this season, and we might not oh, even yeah. seen it last season. I don't know, but but I, I really liked that decision because as much as I am invested in Morty's like actual life, I like mm-hmm. the fact that. You, we're seeing how much Rick is taking over his life. There are so many episodes, you know, and we've been seeing it for a few seasons now where Morty's just, you know, running errands for Rick or or whatever, you know. He barely has yeah. his own life anymore. And I think that yeah. that works into the overarching, like, you know, narrative that the season is presenting. Yeah, and, it, and like, some... Uh, the scenes in uh, where, you know, Morty goes uh, high school, that felt, you know, a character that you could relate to you know like mm-hmm. he's gonna go with his crazy grandpa just going on this adventure and then but, wait sorry but that's... you can you can relate to that how many times has your grandpa no, no, you can't pulled, relate to that. pulled I mean, you like, out of, of high no, school and be like no, we're gonna no, go no, we're no, gonna no, go no, into interdimensional right, don't adventures. take out context don't take <laughs> don't take out context right okay listen my he's granddad does that all the time i promise oh my god <laughs> oh yeah we went to we went to man everest but anyway so um that you know, you can relate to Morty, you know, being uh, trying to get his high school uh, crush and, you know, trying to go through life and um, sorting out problems. But also mm. that wasn't in the season, you know, like the whole planetina thing that we didn't, you know, that wasn't really included with the high school stuff, you know, with everything that was going on around his life and, mm-hmm. you know, leading him to uh, towards the you know, towards the end of the season, you know, being independent from Rick, you know, like yeah, what is he gonna do? So it's a thing that we've it's a thing that we've been building towards for a while. And I think purely because we have been building towards it so long, it makes about half of this season pointless. Not because yes. it's bad, but just because we're doing the same thing. We're seeing the same dynamics where Rick is, you know, becoming too uh, egotistical and you know Morty is being left to do you know from the very first I would I would say perhaps even every single episode you get that where you know Morty feels downtrodden and like he's being used and like he can't mm. fully trust Rick and that works really well in some episodes but in others it's like you just you know you, you're already just like beating a dead pony yeah and and uh should we, should we go talk about the second episode? I feel like mm. we've done talking about... But the first well, one's I mean, a bit weird. Yeah, there's nothing no. really happens in the first one. I don't think so, anyway. You know, like, Jessica being the time god, as you said, we didn't see that again. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Like, we could have seen that in high school, and that could, you know, mm. really continue the flow of the story. But no, we didn't really... Definitely. I, I think that the, the problem with a lot of the episodes is that they present a good concept, but then it's pretty much over within one episode. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like yeah. 
oh my god this is rick's arch nemesis like you know like a whole like we're also being told that you know there's a whole like society under the sea and we, we don't really explore that we never actually go under the sea they never show us under the sea you know any of that we never see rick and mr nimbus properly mm. have any um confrontations and and so because of that it just feels like you know you've presented this really interesting thing and then it's like okay now moving on similarly to i think the idea that you know morty has to keep on coming back to this place to get the wine and every time he comes back it um yeah, yeah it's progressed and they have become like and and eventually it becomes from just a simple like house and like a, mm. a, a family to like this whole like civilization that is like hell bent on like capturing Morty and, and killing him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and as I said about you know the story, you know, there's a season storyline, but this one, it it was. I feel like this was like filled with like a lot of episodes that wasn't really containing you know the excitement for it. But I mean. For the Planetina episode and the uh, the the one about the clones one, you know, like the clones one, I thought that was really, it, it, you know, interesting. That really, you know, made an idea of like the clones. whole the body thing. N- no, but <laughs> no, well, that that episode was weird, bonkers. Um, oh my god! Wait, which but, episode was the clones one? Wait, I'm I'm. Oh, no, okay, oh my so god, the yes. One. The duplicate family. Oh, yes. Yes, the duplicate family. Of course, that was of great. course. Yes, that was great. That was great. Um, but no, I know what you mean. At, at this point in the show, season five, you know, this is, uh, you know, episode 10 of season five is basically episode 50 of the show. And and, and it, it feels like, you know, at this point, if, if, the, if it's not really like got anything super right. profound to say and if it's not furthering the story like you've got episodes that are really good concepts you've got episodes that are really like you know have some really interesting uh comments like planetina is a great example of of an episode that has you know a concept that that has something to say about about the characters about you know the world that we live in and about you know love there are other episodes that are just kind of fun for the sake of it and they're fine but at this point I struggle to I'm struggle to be as invested you know it's like the as I just said the sperm episode that was fun that was funny you know like yeah, there, there were loads, yeah, of, there were loads of cool yeah, things yeah, in there yeah, but if you took that away from the season I don't think anything would change other than the season might be a little bit better yeah um I, and you know it's really hard to, what is it like to engage throughout the season like you like there was like oh that was a great episode but then you just get thrown off by this whole sperm this whole sperm and then you get like this whole um power ranger ripoff of neon genesis yes. and Van oh my thing. God. uh yeah, yeah the ferrets yeah See, that that episode i really liked um yeah that was good beca- that was good because it's like when they push you know, like the bet, like that episode was like a riff on Goodfellas or something, you know, or like Wolf of Wall Street with like mm. the narration and like this whole thing about family. You know, it had that very kind of like Martin Scorsese vibe, even though it's like mad, like, you know, interdimensional, like science sci fi shit. And that's really cool. But mm, yeah, you know, like at the end of the day, you know, there aren't, it feels like those episodes, you know, are surrounded by just stuff that I, I think is so much less interesting, so much less compelling. Mm. It's yeah. like it's like the episode where um, 
Oh, well, I, first of all, I'm wrong. They go to um, they go to Summer and Morty's high school once in the episode with the guy and they go in the car. I can't remember the guy's name. You know who oh. I'm talking about? Oh, the was it episode nine? I don't know. No, it wasn't episode nine, but it was where um, it it was oh. where. So on one hand, you've got the demons who are laughing at Jerry. Oh yeah, and that, on, the, on yeah. the other hand, you've got the guy who um comes with. Oh, let me find. Let me find. Let me find. Let me find. Well, uh, wait. It was. Wait, it, it, it was. It was episode five. That was episode. Oh my god, this is so. Uh, that's. Like, it's just it's stuff like that, what... just less, you know, compelling. I I don't even remember that. That's how bad it. Like, you know, the story. You know how memorable the story is. So, mm. Bruce Chutpack. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Bruce oh. Chutpack in this episode. Oh my god! Yeah, I remember. Yes, now. right. Okay, so him. This is like one of the things. You know. You've got episodes like that where it doesn't do anything. Maybe it humanizes Rick's car, but does anyone really need that? No. Like it's no. it, you know, when when it's not doing anything for the story or doing any really, really cool concepts, you're not the characters aren't really going anywhere either. They're relearning lessons. Like, oh, it's another episode where Summer and Morty have an independent adventure and you know, kind of have to learn to be a little bit more independent. Like we've seen that before, you know, Beth and Jerry and Rick all learn to kind of like respect each other a little bit more and, you know, like accept, you know, especially like, you know, Jerry, we've seen it loads of times. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's, you know, getting repetitive Mm. and not really giving us much. Um, Um, It's not refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. Episode two. That, yes, that's the duplicates one. Yes, the duplicate. Yes, that's that one of one, the best. That one was so good. Like, mm. it was you know really investing. It was like who was the, which one was the, like the real family, and it was mm. like kept in us like giving us questions and questions and questions, and uh, and it was so good. But then, uh, the one thing that really annoyed me was that at the end of the episode was you know you get to see uh rick from the you know the whole um the whole family from the uh season four finale into his uh ship and then they do they don't don't do more about the uh clones more talk about the clones things do they well i i i don't know they um yeah the end of the episode has them coming back with clone beth um but yeah I understand that because season four, the end of season four with Clone Beth was such a big thing. And they just, yes. they haven't touched upon that again. You could have used mm. the Bruce Chutback episode, the sperm episode. They could have been used, you know, obviously it doesn't have to be the same plots, but they instead they could have been episodes where they, you know, dealt with Clone Beth in the same way that season four didn't do anything with Evil Morty, you know, like these things are set up, but I don't think it's, I, I don't think there's, it, it gives it less gravity if you're just leaving it for, yeah. you know, a season. Or, you know, do something, um, experiment with it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that yeah. there were some really good um, 
just concepts in this episode. It's like the episode with all the parasites in season two, mm. I believe. Like mm, you've was, just got yeah loads of different like versions of um the the family, and you know you've got like there's kind of like clockwork versions, Muppet versions, like straw versions, tin versions. Like you just got loads of different things, and I think that's it. It's so much like fun, and you know yeah. it, it is a bit of a splodge of action. But you know, you just—it's—it's—it's—it's it's it's, it's one of those episodes that I think the concept outweighs it. You know, it doesn't make you feel like you're missing anything in terms of um, character or like overarching plot. The concept's just that good, and I really liked the the end credit scene of this episode with uh, the wooden Jerry like floating in the water and like going through life where he's like he gets mm. turned into like a, a beaver like how <laughs> like a beaver like. Uh, habitat and then like he becomes like a clock and like a mirror and uh, like he, he ends up like on a cr- like on a like built into a cross and and they 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 play it with um queens who wants to live forever which is a riff on highlander i just thought that was just another again just really fun concepts and just really funny you know yeah i, I love that you know just jerry just getting really yeah. beaten up and just somehow and not going like to cowboys and then going through like the whole era of like wooden Jesus, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, that's like, that's what makes, especially in the first place, you know, people, yeah, didn't, people never watched Rick and Morty because of evil Morty, because of any of these huge spanning like arcs, they watched it because it was, you know, it was fresh and interesting. And, you know, these kinds of episodes where they still prove that they can like make things that still kind of surprise and stand surprises and stand out, you know, are, are the stuff that's good. And, you know, obviously Rick and Morty has, has changed a lot, you know, especially with like, you know, the fan base and stuff. And so mm, I think, yeah. that, you know, like, I, I, I think that they can, they, they have displayed, they can provide a balance between the, the interesting concepts and, uh, furthering the story but i think yeah. yeah again there are just too many examples of um uh things um you know like as i said the uh like pointless episodes filler if you will uh you know things yeah. like the sperm episode uh let's talk about episode three uh which is um planetina oof yeah that was that's a heartbreaking episode like mm. Oh yes. What Morty goes through and with like how's he gonna deal with it? And you know, Planetina trying to save the planet and uh, like seeing what the earth has done, but she does it in you know in a very uh brutal way, you know, killing all the all, all the uh, people who work at the uh, m- mine factory. Yes. Or, I don't know. Yes. And like doing it very extreme, but also they have their own differences, you know, their, their own ideas, you know, like Morty wants to save people, but then Planetina does it, you know, in a very extreme way, you know, she's trying to save it, but, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's a really intelligent riff on Captain Planet, of course. Don Cheadle, of course, <laughs> Captain Planet. Um, <laughs> but I, I think the best part of this episode is the the comment on you know teenage relationships when you're when you're a teenager you know all these kinds of emotions you know they all feel like you know the be all and end all and it's like a huge thing and 
Mm. And and it's like it's like you know it's like Beth says she's like oh you guys you know this isn't like they calm down you know this isn't like going to be like your final love and then Morty really believes in it and I think the montage where you know they're in love and it starts out with them both you know trying to do the right thing and then mm. Pantina going too far it, it's it's that kind of thing that I think is a perfect meld of like obviously the sci-fi like insane stuff but also like it really you know it's really touching because you know there is a relatable relatable factor and believe it or not it's not dating a superhero it's the heartbreak <laughs> of it all mm, yeah uh and the sound you know sorry the sound what are you talking about john <laughs> song the song of oh. like um at the end oh what song? Uh, like uh it was played at the end of the episode yeah uh it's called i am the antichrist to you and ah. it's a it's just a beautiful piece because it you know it displays all those emotions that morty's feeling um you know mm. and i you know it's just simple things like the simple pull out at the end you know the, the pan to the the dead flower uh display of morty's face just really really you know just really good stuff and i think that's the stuff that sticks with me However, again, you know, this episode has like a, a B plot of Rick and Summer going. Oh yeah, to I want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, that, it, I, I love that. Do you? Well, okay. Well, no, well, I didn't like it, but you know, but I did like the post credit scene. That was hilarious. Oh, the post credit scene was great. Yeah, I want to talk about that. But like, <laughs> happy birthday! By the, the way, B-plot, the B plot was so weak in this. Like, we didn't want to like see you know Rick and uh, Rick and and. Uh, I Beth? think it was no, th- no, it's summer. Summer. Well, yeah, ah, I, I, it would have been brain. fine. It would have been fine in its own. I feel like, you know, like maybe if you make a full story out of that, and maybe like you know you explore the fact that you know Rick is so unreliable and that he's fall- that he's not really falling in love. Hell, you could even like as you just said, you could even have this episode be with Beth, and Beth could like you know feel betrayed because like you know Rick like you know loves her more than whatever but i think and i think that the the thing itself is fine but i think the planetina stuff is so strong that it makes the rest of it a little bit less memorable yeah like that was the highlight obviously Mm. so yeah um but the post-credit scene i couldn't stop laughing that 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 was just like (laughs) ah that (laughs) he (laughs) cared Happy birthday, by the way. His mom's still I not know talking it was the to end. Um, I know it was the end of the world yesterday, but um <laughs> Yeah, that, that that stuff is really good. Um, uh, uh, I wish it, there was like more of that dark humor type, but you know, that was funny. That was Yeah, funny. that that definitely was. Um the mm. next three episodes, you know, even you know, like they're very filler. You've got yes. sperm episode, the car stealing one with Bruce Chudpak, uh, Chud Chudpak, <laughs> um, and then Thanksgiving. It's just three episodes mm. that I think are completely, you know, if they were in season one, two, or three, it wouldn't matter. You know, if they were in like, if they weren't there, it wouldn't really matter. Like, there are some, you know, cool concepts, but nothing that interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, like it. It just didn't really add anything to it, and like 
when I was watching the sperm episode, uh, the turkey, uh, no, not the turkey, Thanksgiving. <laughs> that that obviously. Well, that, I mean, my that was that was a turkey thing. That was, that was a turkey. strange gobble, gobble. episode. That um, was so strange. Like you could have done a pickle Rick thing where. Where like you know Rick was like a, a turkey for the whole episode, and he had to stop. And like him and Marty and the president had to actually like stop, you know, these like turkeys who have infiltrated the government as turkeys. And that might have made it you know a lot more interesting. But again, like what what? There's no character arc for me to latch onto. You know, it's just another adventure where you know I'm not really like it's like okay turkeys fine, nothing like overly special. But, you know, it's also not like, I think it's a waste of an episode. I think all three of these are a bit like, you know, you could have had a three episode thing. You could have explored dozens of concepts that they have done that they haven't done. And they just didn't really go with that. Mm. Yeah. Um, I I don't know what to say much about the filler episodes because they, mm. it's just not really that good to talk about sometimes, you know. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know. It just felt throwaway episodes and well, okay like so here's yeah. here's his what's next right this is like the the meat of the season i guess the final four <laughs> episodes i think you got some really like strong stuff so first of all you've got the yeah. the family episode as Ooh, i said episode. very good fellas very um you know martin scorsese with the uh <laughs> the slow kind of you know like building of this like criminal empire not even a criminal empire but this kind of empire you know, um, you've got the the two different uh, narrations going on at the same time. I think that that's really cool. Um, loads of fun. But, you know, again, it doesn't really do anything, but yeah. it's, it, it's got the concept, I think. And I think it's really fun. You've got a bit of a Voltron, like, spin on it, you know, like Power Rangers kind of thing. I think, it's, I, Neon I think that's Genesis. pretty cool. Wait, is that the name of the episode? It was like... Uh... Do, 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 yes, do. it was. It was called um, Gotron Jerry Sis Rick, Rick Vangelion. Yes, it was. Huh. Yeah, so yeah, yes, so I guess it's it. based from directly from Neon Genesis and I don't know how to say it. Uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. I can't say it right. <laughs> Neon Genesis Evangelion. Ne- Neon, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Right? Such a long title. But I am going to talk about that today. So Ooh. listen to that if you want to hear about my views, uh, my mm. ideas. I, ideas well, uh, I no. will be listening. Don't you, don't you worry. The next episode is Rick Turton. Wait, let me find the full title. Because I quite like it. Rick Turnal Franchine of the Spotless Mort. So obviously it's Ooh. obviously a play on the eternal uh, sunshine of the spotless mind. Burden person. I like this episode a lot. Mm. Like a lot. Um, it, it was it was really emotional about you know definitely he, he was trying trying to save his friend and mm. uh, yeah mm. well okay so first of all there are a couple of things that I think get major ticks first of all concept going into people's mind and reliving you know like memories is always like a really fun thing to explore but I think they made it even better because. They, you know, have like the sent the sentient um versions of Ricks inside, and the sentient versions of of them who know only what like they knew at the time or what Bird Person knows. I think that takes it to another level. And then you've got the fact that you know we're we're going wider plot. You know, Bird Person has been a thing since season one, and then obviously they did the wedding, and then they did like Phoenix Person. 
I think that works really well. Phoenix. Please. And then you've got the final thing. I think you've got some really good character development for both yes. Rick and yeah. Bird Person. I think this is definitely one of my favorites of the season. Hmm. Yeah. The is it the finale? Yeah, the finale is just like everything that wait. Well, we talk. Are we are we moving on to finale? Well, did we just talk about eight? Or eight? We're, we're talking about eight, which is the the bird person one. Yes, the bird person. Yes, trying to save him. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I I really yeah. liked how you know bird person has created this kind of uh like utopia i guess and when rick actually finds the real bird person all he wants is just to kind of stay with tammy you know in a relationship that yeah. was never really real but you know he wants it you know yeah and it's just, it's so real. sad like he really thought he you know had like someone to live with and you know somebody just... to love, love. <laughs> was oh, like, queen was on the radio all day yesterday so um, what was it yesterday it was definitely a day Anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, it, you're right. Phoenix person's definitely, no, bird person's definitely been like tortured. And I really appreciate that we're getting to kind of explore them. And yeah. you get some cool little fun uh, fun callbacks with the gear people and Squanchy Cat and like the wars that they experience against the Federation. I think that stuff is really, really cool. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Shall we talk about the finales then? Oh yes, I'm I'm excited I'm excited to talk about the finale. Okay, so cause... the first one is forgetting Serik Marshall, uh, Marshall. Uh, so that's the um, Portal Bros. Is that what it is? Yes. Portal Bros. And then the Crows. That rhymed. Portal Bros. And such. Yeah, <sighs> the, the titles of the na- the names of the episodes are just weird, but I don't know how. They well, the actual the, the actual episode is forgetting Sarah Marshall, which is obviously a play on forgetting Sarah Marshall. So, oh, very nice. I yeah. see. I think I all see. of them are like plays on like whatever. Um... Yeah, yeah. But I'm ex- I, I'm I'm just really impressed with how you know they just put the names in the title. Mm, that was definitely. like really hard. Like, hey, there's one called <laughs> there's one called Amortican yeah. Graffiti, which obviously a play on George Lucas's film American Graffiti. Very nice. Um, but yes. yeah, what I love so much about episode nine was immediately, well, not immediately, but by the end, Rick realizes that, oh, this is actually a toxic relationship. You know, finally you get this moment where, you know, there is actually an actual, there's a shift in the relationship between Rick and Morty, which we have kind of been needing since very early on, you know, and it's, I think that's really good. However, yeah. I wasn't as huge fan of the actual stories. The crow stuff and the portal stuff. It was just, you know, I think it, I think they were just vessels, excuses, you know, plot devices to get Rick and Morty to the places where they need to be, where Rick leaves and, you know, Morty, after wanting them to be apart for so long, realizes that isn't what he wants. Mm. Yeah. So what did you what do you think? So this one, I thought it was almost like an it was like a filler episode to me because you know with like the two plot lines, you know, like we got the mm. Rick using two crows to help him on adventures. To I don't know how you can do two crows. I mean, you can do anything with the two crows, and you got Morty maybe he's actually who's... Odin. Odin has mm. Odin has uh, I, two I, crows. That's so. A, that's a... 
That's a plausible answer right there. Rick is actually yes. the god of gods. What is Odin the god of? Oh, what was the oh that reminds me of the uh, episode where um Morty uh, no Rick fought Zeus. Well not actually Zeus, but like the Zeus, you know, when uh Rick was pregnant with the planet, you know. Oh yeah. That yeah. planet. You know that in season four, it's too forgettable. Maybe, maybe no, wait, no, I don't think so. Well, that no, that just kind of, kind of reminds me that huge, you know, like God of Gods, but you know, him finds his. Anyway, uh, this episode, I thought it was a bit of, uh, of the of the filler because you know, um, it it didn't really attract me to the story. I thought it was just like, oh, okay, is it not going to like push towards the finale or something yeah that's what i thought i you know because they they now, aired they aired episode nine and ten at the same time so i thought it would be a very clear one and two parter but instead you know it, it was it was very clear there was a very clear distinction however yeah. i did like where the episode ended apart you know the actual episode itself it was fine but like the way that it ended i think was a very strong basis to build the finale off yeah. So, um, yeah, Jeff, ten. Jeff, yeah. Let's talk about episode ten. Yeah, yeah. I'm also excited to talk about this one because we just got into like a whole, a whole lot of like backstory to Rick, um, like what what he did in the past and how you know built the whole citadel, and like the reason why he's got like the portal guns. You know, like the whole idea. Of like the, everything really, how the show started really. So yeah, I I think okay. So first of all, this I I enjoyed the little samurai thing. This this episode of oh yes, the samurai the opening that was yeah. Cool. This like, this episode is called Rick 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 Marai Jack. Obviously, samurai Jack kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so they gave like a little like kind of homage homage to that. I thought the way they got to the citadel was a bit weak. You know, Morty turns himself into a forty-year-old to guilt trip Rick <laughs> yeah. into coming back. Um, I thought that was a little bit weak, and then like you know, Rick gives up the crows yeah. so suddenly. Um, oh no, the two crows! Mm. <laughs> my favorite characters. Oh, uh, but but yeah, so like then you get to the Citadel, and I think the moment they meet up with President Morty, then you get like the good stuff of the episode. Oh, the good stuff. Like, oh, the end of the, you know, that song, the theme song, Evil Morty theme song. You know that? Like, that was the yes. orchestral. Oh, oh, that mate. was so good. Yes, they used, like, the, they used the the Evil Morty song, but an orchestral version, like, as everything was, like, exploding and, like, oh, that was amazing. Oh, I, I, I don't know why, but that was, like, satisfying to hear because, you know, the, whenever there's like an episode of you know Rick and, um Evil Morty wasn't you know like the episode where he escaped with you know being as a Morty and then you got him in that episode where he's as elected as mayor no mayor or president, president. or something like that yeah, yeah president and then it's like revealed that he was Evil Morty that was was a one hell of a plot twist that mm. so and that was a great episode so I love that and also. We had the like the orchestral theme for Evil Morty. That was like like the triumphant version of it. So like it really just one. in season four there was a uh, episode where they kind of like had dreams. 
and like they were like and and they were, and they were like formulating all the plots of the future episodes and there was like a little like joke where like you know like evil morty was like had like a whole army and i think that obviously they knew there was like huge expectations but i think they really did a good job with it um mm. they they didn't disappoint you know you know obviously you're just saying there are three episodes I think that that episode's a very good three episode arc. You know, if it was a film trilogy, you know, it would be like very solid. I think, I think second one's still the best, and the third one isn't quite as good because of the opening. But this episode really like brought some stuff I didn't expect. The whole scene where Morty sees Rick's whole life, I thought was just incredible. You know, you get backstory to Rick without any like, you know, words. You know, it's all visual. It's all emotional as well. And, you know, you get this like horrific, you know, him going through all the, you know, different Ricks and killing them all. And and then like, you know, making like duplicates and clones. And that's, I just think that, I, th- I think that, you know, it recontextualizes a lot. It will make rewatches of Rick and Morty very beneficial. Uh, yeah. And I feel like, you know, this was like a very strong conclusion to like the whole, uh, season like sometime uh, with end of each season's I, I can't speak today you know like in every I feel like to... I feel like you say that you can't speak today every episode I it conclusion it's when I you just can't podcast like it's like I'm doing a puzzle like I'm trying to form my own sentences while <laughs> like trying to think like what am I gonna say next and maybe then, we should but, start um, writing scripts and just be reading like in this episode well, I, I, I really I would, like I would sound <laughs> like I would sound like a robot like yeah yeah you should superior acting abilities i i am but it's (laughs) you know a bit hard like trying to do it on the spot it's like uh freestyling doing everything so yeah but as i said uh, let's go back what i was gonna say so like this was a very strong conclusion to season five you know we got even more tea and we i'm glad that we saw even more tea again because i thought we weren't gonna get that huge um canical continuancy is that is that no i don't know what i just said can canical that was canonical we got yes got more stuff and you know uh, i feel like this was uh, a great conclusion and it was like more memorable you know we just ever uh I saw I, I, this Rick and Morty thing just got me confused. I can't. Yeah, uh, I feel like take it away, Tom. Take it as away. a as a conclusion to like the whole like overarching Evil Morty plot. I don't think it's over fully because obviously Evil Morty goes somewhere. And while I don't really want to know where he goes, and as we said, this could be the end of the whole show if they wanted to, and I think I'd be satisfied. Um, but I feel like if it was going to be the full ending they would i would want them to build up to it more you know as i've said i feel like a broken record at this point i feel like final seasons of shows have to have like a big kind of like build up to a conclusion and like you know have to take the time to kind of re- revisit things in different contexts and show how the characters have grown i don't think we're quite there yet for rick and morty um but you know i feel like this genuinely like you know does provide a lot of satisfaction i loved it when even Morty goes through the portal and it's mm. very, it's very 2001, a space odyssey. Oh yeah. Through it and you get all these like, you know, different like visuals and he is like astounded. And, 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 you know, he, he, I guess he leaves the multiverse or, or whatever. 
and you know goes somewhere else and i think that stuff was really cool you know the episode had so many like amazing sequences that didn't even need any um any dialogue yeah and that was like a strong triumphant from even Morty because we never see even Morty lose ever did, mm. did we like any no, of, like, he, the yeah he, there. I mean really he's won everything so I mean to kind of and I guess now Rick and Morty know about him like in the past only we the audience knew about evil Morty being president but now they know about it and I think that what they will okay so I'm pretty sure that they are at least making two more seasons of Rick and Morty so that means season seven if season seven is the end, I doubt it. But if it is the end, I think, you know, Eva Morty will surface maybe like at the start of the season. And then like, because Rick and Morty knows about this, who knows? Because obviously now they're stuck on the Citadel, you know, if they continue. Mm. Like, yeah. where where do they go now? Do you know what I mean? They're stuck on the Citadel. Yeah, it's, they don't really have any way to get home either. It's a bit, you know assessing you know where they're going to go are they going to make more filler episodes or mm-hmm. are they just not gonna are they going to continue the story or well this is a this is the big question what do you think do you think does rick and morty need to end that's the yes. question that's on my mind yes. yeah please god please yes yes we we want this to end because mm. i do not want to you know have that like filler episodes but i want something that really connects to the whole uh, the the story you know mm-hmm. uh like the episode where he uh, was trapped by the Galactic Federation, you know, it was like, oh, um, uh, it was like Redemption, Rick. I, I didn't know. It was like the, you know, he oh, was yeah, like, yeah, talk- yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Shawshank yeah. Redemption. <laughs> yeah, Shawshank Redemption type. And, you know, he was talking to the guy, like how he made this uh, Rick portal. Shank Redemption. Yes, that's Maybe. the one. Yeah. Yeah, the um, beginning of season three. That's the Session sauce. And they're in McDonald's, right? Yeah. Oh my god, Session sauce. Everyone was going crazy for <laughs> that. That was a that was you... bad idea. Like, who thought I- I'm sorry, but like the people who thought, yeah, yeah, that'd be a great product uh promotion. Let's have Session sauce back. Well, it's not um, even that, it's the people who then thought, I'm gonna go to McDonald's and harass harass the staff oh my god it's neither here it's neither here nor there um do you think that obviously they are continuing it so you know whether we think it should end or not do you think that that they should make a final season or would you prefer they just end it here well i want a final season that you know really continues the story like a proper Mm. full-out story season you know i mean like yes like have Something a season that... that is is all you know, evil Morty, Beth's clone, bird person. You know the overarching, you know the Federation, the overarching kind of like stories that they've been telling. Yeah, yeah. Even uh, make I, it I a hope... shorter season that's only like six episodes long. Who cares? Oh, that would be that would be really interesting because, uh, I feel like that. The, the creators or like the people who got like, creating the stories i feel like that they're just you know putting one canonical story in each episode each season which is not like amazing though like what the heck it's just like yeah i don't i feel you're like not, you're not getting content you know yeah you know there's, there's I mean? not but enough like... to kind of like 
so I, I feel I, I do feel like though the good thing about the format of the show mostly being an anthology series when when you rewatch it you don't have to rewatch everything you know you could just rewatch the best episodes it doesn't all connect you know I liken it to Star Wars the Clone Wars there are some really bad episodes in Star Wars the Clone Wars but whenever I recommend it to people I say just watch these episodes because this is the best stuff this is why people love it so much the other stuff you know there is some bad stuff in there and I think same for Rick and Morty when I rewatch it. I'm not going to be rewatching the sperm episode and the Bruce Chutpack episode. I'm not, uh, not rewatching any of that. I'm going to be rewatching, you know, from this season. I'll be watching the Evil Morty stuff and the Bird Person stuff and the and the duplicate stuff, the Plantina, the like the fun, the fun and good stuff. Like that is, in my opinion, the 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 best strength of this show. That you can take or leave any of it. Really, it could all be part of the multiverse or whatever. You know, like we saw in the episode ten, three of the um links in the chain that show the different uh ricks three of them are episodes that we've already seen they could be mm. episodes of different ricks from different dimensions like that is just completely possible and i think that is something the show can use to its advantage yeah yeah um it's kind of hard to talk about tv shows that have like um a hard like not talking about the story not talking about like the characters that like mm. have unique character developments this these type of shows that like have an episode that doesn't really continue the story that's really hard to talk about definitely cause... i mean you we saw it in the bad batch when we were talking about the bad batch every week we were like some weeks we were just like i mean it doesn't really do anything you know like this wasn't like too you know it didn't really push the story or character and and i think you know that's definitely yeah so what what would you give it out of ten? What's what would your seven. Uh, score be? Seven. seven all the way. Yeah, a comfortable seven. You know what? I agree. I can't argue with that. I think seven. Even the episodes that I wasn't a huge fan of, none of it's really bad. You know, but yeah, it is season five now, guys. You know, but there we go. Tell us your thoughts in the comments below. By the way, people who are listening, um, and yeah, shall we move on to viewing? Yes, let's I- do it. I'm very passionate to talk about what I just watched. Go, so. John. Go. Fly. Be free. Butterfly. Right. Tell me everything. So, um, I, well, I watched a lot of anime this, this week. Oh, good. So, um, so, as I said uh, earlier in the episode, if you haven't, uh, I just, uh, we were just talking about. If you skipped, we, yeah, if you skipped over all the Rick and Morty stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, some I, good there content. was like a, a glimpse of Neon Genesis Evangelion. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about that now. So, if you remember, one year ago, exactly, wow. well, nearly exactly one it year ago. Be, yeah, it will be 55 weeks ago, give or take. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I have to process everything what I just watched, like to this TV show, because it is so mind-bending and like mind-blowing at the same time but also disturbing i don't know how to you know really explain this tv show but it was amazing (laughs) so (laughs) um right so where do i begin so okay so one to 16 episodes are mainly focused it's weird though because it's focusing on the subplot because you're thinking, oh, is this the main plot of the story? Like, it's going to be like huge um, uh, robots fighting against uh, monsters. But then once you get 
into the heart of it, like you even barely scratched the story of it. When you get to episode 16 to 26, things get super dark. Wait, so like, is, this, is this show just one season? Yes, like one, one season. Conti- one continuous And then thing. you got the movie called End of Evangelion. I, I don't know how to say the name. End of Evangelion. Okay, there we go. And uh, it, it was so disturbing, the film that I watched. But I'm going to talk about the TV show itself. So I love the animation style uh, in the show. It was like... Uh, uh, the one thing that I was just mesmer mesmer by mesmerized I can't I'm just so passionate to talk about it so like I was so mesmerized by the whole uh animation style and like it was like this was like in the 90s and it was just like mind-blowing to see like cool and smooth animation and uh and you know, with really cool characters as well, uh, I thought. And uh, the episodes were uh, unique every time because it was like continuing the story, but also like deep diving into the world of of the TV show. And uh, and it, it it was so it, it's beautiful to watch the, the the TV show. But then when you get into the dark stuff, you're like, oh my god! I thought this was like something really wholesome and nice but no it's just it's so dark i can't even talk about it it's just like so depressing to talk about but anyway you're not going to talk about me hearing about the depressing stuff because that that i mean that in itself would be depressing yes (laughs) okay but um weirdly this tv show has two endings but the the tv show uh is one ending like the last episode is one ending and then you got the movie which is another ending this is confusing it the, the tv show and the movie is confusing itself but uh the one thing that i really really enjoyed was the soundtrack the soundtrack uh to oh the theme the theme to the tv show is a banger like it's a bop to listen to like every time you watch the intro- introduction of it, like the, the the theme. You just don't want to skip it because sometimes it's like uh, watching Stranger Things, and then Netflix like, oh, do you want to skip it? Oh, do you want to oh, skip oh, it? Oh, oh, no! Oh yeah. Oh, I know. The yes. thing. The thing that I'm going to talk about next has probably one of the best opening like things ever. Yes, but this this is like the best opening anime of of all animes, if that's correct word correctly worded. Yes. So. I mean, can you really testify that unless you've seen every single anime ever Uh, created? uh, But I looked and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, this is this is the best opening of uh, all animes. And the the whole world agreed in unison. Everyone came together to agree. (laughs) But no, I was literally looking at like um, best anime openings and everyone was like agreeing of how Mm. Neon Genesis Evangelion theme flaps. So I was like, yeah, okay. yeah, slaps. Oh, this is flaps. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> like um, a penguin trying to fly. Um. Yeah. So sorry, I feel like uh, I've distracted you. It, I'm sorry, flaps. <laughs> sorry. Uh, um, how, how, no, oh, okay. Um, 
I'll, I'll so, help you get on that. What what uh, would no, you no, no, kind it's of? Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. So, uh, what else I want to talk about? So the character developments throughout the show are just amazing, uh, especially the one character, uh, Sinji. Oh, I haven't talked about like the main plot of the story. So, okay. So it's about um, a corporation called Nerd, and they have these giant. Well, it's after this whole event that happened called the Second Impact, which caused um the death of two billion people and well a lot of people died and it turned the sea red for some time so then people were worried about these huge monsters called angels Mm -hmm. so nerve uh has Mm -hmm. to get children to fight you know get into the robots to fight the monsters oh it's like pacific rim yes it's like pacific rim nice darker and yeah i'm not i'm not going to talk about the dark stuff because it's so ah. um good so yeah so what do you think you'd give it out of 10 oh, there's so much stuff i want to talk about bro uh okay i'm gonna go <laughs> Coming up on, you're gonna 10 minutes here and i'm just like i'm so um, confused okay love the characters um good. the soundtrack on at the end of each, each episode is just like so comfortable to listen to like there's one song uh, well, one act, voice actress, yeah, one voice actor, um, does the song a cover of a song for uh, from some ah, does a cover from Frank Sinatra, "Fly Me to the Moon," and it's so calm. Oh, I, to to. I want to go to the moon. Why wait? <laughs> um, but no, it's it's um, it's different uh, because it's like. It's a woman singing it, but it's just so calming and nice to listen. Yeah, you know what I mean? But this this show is an experience to watch. So I would recommend it. But um, if you want to watch the wholesome stuff, watch from episode one to 16. If you want to continue into depression and darkness and stuff like that, carry on watching from we episode love, we 16. Love, we, love, we love a disclaimer. Disclaimer, this is going to get depressing after episode 16. Yes. So... Um, I would give this show 9 out of 10 because it's a great experience and I loved it from the start. Right, Tom, what have you watched? Well, obviously, there are many rumours surrounding Spider-Man No Way Home, but one of the rumours that most caught my eye was the inclusion of Mr. Matthew Murdoch. And so I ventured out and I watched Daredevil Season 1. Now, mm. important to say, first of all, I've actually seen Daredevil seasons one and two and everything before and including the Defenders of Marvel Netflix. Um, I watched it and I was I, I just I just kind of watched it because my friends were watching it and I wanted to be involved. I thought it was fine back in the day and I have never wanted to slap my younger self more. <laughs> Not in a kinky I can way. Imagine that. Because... I can imagine that. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking yeah. about, bro? Tell your friends you like Batman v Superman. Don't lie to them. Anyway, um, <laughs> honestly, the amount of things I don't, I'd want to like beat up my little son. Anyway, it turns out I was wrong. Daredevil isn't bad. It is incredible. I must oh, yes. say, I cannot think of a better like. Okay, so first of all, because this is technically in the MCU, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go straight in. Daredevil season one is the best thing the MCU has ever done. Right there. 
It's better than any of the films, better than any of the Disney Plus shows. It's better than Infinity War. And I love Infinity War. Like, it's you know, it is incredible. It doesn't need anything like too flashy in terms of budget or um or like, you know, visuals. You know, it's not it's not loaded with CGI or anything like that, but it, it utilizes it, its visuals so damn well. The, there is so much weight to things like a simple conversation. The action looks amazing. Long takes and like quick cutting. They both work really well for the tone. And, you know, I mean, but that's not, that's not, you know, that is easy, you know. Loads of films have great action, but this show really brings it with the conversations. The characters are, have a steeped in so much tension you know what we've got here is is you know characters who immediately have so much chemistry whether it be the you know friends enemies you know like it builds them so well only to tear them down especially when you get into the second half of the season so well i want to say that you were talking about um neon, Gen- neon genesis evangelion's opening daredevil drops its titles so well from the very first episode you get the just the very first look at matt murdoch as the devil of hell's kitchen and he starts beating this guy and it's this um it's this low angle shot of matt just beating him and just like punching over and over again and then it cuts to the titles and it's it's incredible and all you and and the titles are all is all like blood dripping and like making these like visuals and the title is absolutely like fire it's the guy who did um it's john paisano who did the theme for Spider-Man PS4. So I know you've played oh, Spider-Man PS4 and that's an amazing, oh. yeah, that's an amazing theme and he does an incredible one for Daredevil. Wow, wow. The whole time, great. it's also well there. Even like some episodes are kind of a bit like Arrow. There's like flashbacks within them and it's done so well. It's character building and the, it's paced so well to, you know, put flashbacks at the right moment. So each, you know, episode, you know, has more or less tension. Well, never less tension. It's always more tension, you know, I can't sing this 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 show's praises enough. You know, definitely one of the best and most layered, complex heroes in any, you know, comic book thing that I've ever seen, especially in the MCU. We've got here a blind ninja who's also a lawyer, who's also Catholic, who loves beating people up and feels conflict about it. And his friends don't like the fact that this this the this the man in the black mask doesn't, you know, that goes out there and kills people, but he has to listen to them do it all day. It's amazing. And then the villain. Oh my God, Wilson Fisk, Kingpin, Vincent D'Onofrio. So good. This huge presence whose name isn't even mentioned because of the fear of, of his presence in the first half of the season. And yet, you know, not only is he physically, you know, got the the presence, you know, in the way he beats people up, but also, you know, he has such a interesting story, you know, where, you know, there's so many elements of him that are good, and come from good-natured places, but, you know, the things that he does, and, you know, if you thought Kingpin was good in Spider-Verse, he is so much better in Daredevil, and I could talk about it all day, I really could, there are so many amazing sequences, the hallway sequence is something that always people talk about, you know, long-take actions, just long-take conversations, it's all so good, and, and this is something that, you know, you don't know when you're watching it, but I know, it, it sets things up for the Defenders as well, but the setup doesn't feel, you know, shoehorned in, it's set up so intelligently in ways that you wouldn't even know, you know, like I only know it just because I've seen it before, you know, but even so I barely remember anything and I had a blast, an absolute blast. It is a perfect season of television. And I do not say those words lightly. 10 out of 10. 
if you're excited for No Way Home and, and, and Daredevil is probably going to be a No Way Home, according to the, because the reports have been right so far. Watch Daredevil season one. I can't tell you anything about two or three. I can't tell you whether they're good, as good, worse, but they're probably, they probably won't be because the season was so good. It is so much better than the movie as well. Daredevil movie sucks. It's just so good. Everyone should watch it. Fans of, of, of Marvel in general, definitely, you know, the comics, the MCU, this is the best thing the MCU's ever done. I've already said that, but it's so good. And yeah, that is, it's amazing. Okay. <laughs> oh, done. wow. I'm done. My rant's over. My rant's over. I, I wanted to say more of a, a Neon Genesis, but never mind. But I mean, that was like, I know how you like passionate about like talking about the things in these like short amount of time, but uh, it's just great to talk about these type of things. Definitely. You know? Well, yeah. So go on. What's, what's your next one then? Oh, oh yeah. So originally I wanted to talk about your name. But I'm gonna talk about that another yeah, time. Let's talk about your name, John. Yeah, you're, you're hurting me. Please. Okay, uh, go on. Uh, so I am going to what? Um, talk? No, watch. Yeah. Um, I am <laughs> We're gonna to have to listen to you watching something. Uh, anime film that mm-hmm. everyone's been recommending to be uh, mm-hmm. to watch. Uh, and this was just so heartbreaking to watch. <sighs> I watched it today. And this film was... It, it just destroyed You me. haven't said what it's called yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the film is called I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. Of course. Yes, I know, listeners, that's a very weird title. But it will explain soon uh, as I'm going to talk about. Did it, so, want you, did, it want, did it make you want to eat anyone's pancreas? No. Good. That's, that's the, good start. <laughs> um. But no, it's a really sad story. So it's about a girl called uh, Sakura. Um, Sakura, uh, yeah, and she is slowly dying, and it's her pancreas isn't working anymore. So she has not a lot to live. So a long time to live, and she decides to uh, tell about her illness to one person, and. You don't know the name of the person until later on, but that's a bit of a spoil. And uh, she decides to hang out with the loneliest person in the class. And she tells him the, the secret about her illness. And it's just, it's so wholesome to watch. Like what they do for the rest of the time. And then uh, it, it's so cleverly written about her character, what, you know what living is like the definition of living like you're being with people you you're living in your reality and it gave us like uh it gave like you know it gave me like a clear message about what the film is trying to uh, spread and it's like be that live every second of your life and that like the beautiful animation style and it just gets it just gets so heartbreaking like at the final like the last half an hour of the film because you know oh no she's she's gonna she's gonna die but uh it's just like heartbreaking to see like one character who really cares about this one girl and he just he he, he's like not a very nice person towards her like the beginning but then she he slowly like uh starts to like her and like had this really beautiful friendship 
And then, as you know, as I said, that she's slowly dying. It is soul destroying at the end of the film. Your, it completely destroyed me. Like my emotions are now drained from this film. Like this morning, I don't know why I decided to watch this film, but it was a weird way to start the uh, start. The where morning. did you uh, Where did you watch it? Uh, I had to watch it on a website. Um, I don't know what it was called, but it wasn't available on Netflix, so I had to watch it on a website. But <laughs> uh, but you can get it on Amazon blu-ray or anything like that but yeah, cool. someone said that so um yeah but it it was like popular streams on youtube but it is on youtube it's on youtube it's oh. English dub. but uh i saw it that i wanted to get like a deep analysis but this alongside with the music and like with the characters that you really care about it's like your name but it's not the same. You're not like the same thing, but like it's about the characters, like the emotions, like throughout the film. Yeah, nothing's as good as your name. It's just not oh. possible. Oh, your in name. my humble opinion, there are only I, I, four I films in the world. Next week, yeah, Tom, we gotta talk about your name. It's your, just like, I, oh, oh. oh my god, oh, it's chef's cinema. kiss. It is uh, cinema at but, its finest. And but your name, uh, uh, sorry, the film I want to eat your pancreas, and <laughs> the title itself is. It's so emotional. Like, is it? Well, you'll it's find out. The, yeah, no, no, no. You'll find out at okay. the end of the film. That makes me and... intrigued, actually, because that is, it's definitely a, a, a pretty intense, like, it, it's a definitely a decision, that title. Yeah. <laughs> and to give you a warning, just do, do bring tissues because I always bring I tissues. Cried so I, I cried so hard. I cried so hard at this film. Like, man. It, I cry harder than watching you know, Toy Story or Toy Story 3 or watching Field of Dreams. This completely destroyed me. Like, oh, no. on the level of sadness, like, it just gave out. <sighs> anyway, I love the music. The music was, mm-hmm. like, very wholesome and then just gave out, like, a lot of emotion. And uh, also, to- I talked about the message uh, of the film, like, do have like someone in your life to like have friends and do do not be lonely like because it's your life you, you got one life so yeah and talks about death on a very emotional scale and we're all scared of it but hmm. you know just live every second of it yeah but the, the, this character that she dies she was just so wholesome and just nice to other people and know like helped this main character throughout the film and and she had this diary oh it's too it's too sad to talk about okay uh, right. give me give me a score we're about to run out of time uh, on the okay. zoom call I'm give anyway, it a 10 so. out of 10 because it Ooh. is a masterpiece very good so i recommend it but do bring tissues because i didn't and i look like a waterfall so <laughs> You are yeah. now a sentient waterfall. <laughs> um, Alas, yeah. I remember you with. But don't worry, I'm, I'm going to talk about your name uh, next time. So good, good. Yeah. Mm, loved, loved that film, but sad. Right, Tom. So what I watched, um, I kind of, as you know, last week we. Uh, we didn't get to talk about the final things properly because we just kind of went like, oh, we're about to run out of time. Blah, 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 blah. So I thought I'd give it a little bit more of an in-depth talk here. I watched Casino Royale. 
So, ah, Casino Royale. Yeah, the so first like, ever James Bond, Daniel Craig. No, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think it's the first ever James Bond film. I'm like, nope. Ha, ha, um, you fell into but, my trap. <laughs> oh, no. But speaking of the first ever Bond film, obviously, No Time to Die was supposed to come out last April. And I watched every single classic Bond film before they rebooted it with Casino Royale last year. I watched all 20 of them and before April. And first of all, I would say a good 60, 70% of those uh, first 20 are just bad films, whether it be like for, you know, whether they haven't dated or aged very well or, you know, whether they actually like have like some problems that, you know, you know, even if you look past the fact that they've aged, but Casino Royale was the, one of the first ones that I watched when I was a kid. Um, and it definitely signals a new era for Bond. It definitely, you know, goes into new places and it's my memory served me well. It is definitely one of the best Bond films. Um, you know, Daniel Craig immediately, he's, he sells it as a younger Bond. You know, he's a bit more um, cocky and uh, less kind of refined, especially in the beginning. He just kind of runs in places and starts shooting up like an embassy and like knocking down, like like blowing up a building, like straight away, you know. You kind of get the feeling that, you know, this isn't the Bond that you, you already know. Um, but it's really stru- it's really well structured in, in, in giving, you know, giving him a bit of a run for it. Um, he definitely goes through the ringer in the way that, you know, he it doesn't, it's just non-stop this film, you know, like even when he's playing like poker, which is like the big kind of casino real event, like, you know, you get a lot of like really, really good action, but there's a, you know, there is a heart in it, you know, of Bond kind of it. Okay. So first of all, I want to say, as I said last week, kind of, I'm not a huge fan of the Bond girl in this one. I'm not a huge fan of the trope of Bond girls anyway, because, you know, it's it's a bit of an outdated thing. But, you know, I don't, I don't mind Vesper in this film, but I just feel like, you know, they kind of fall in love a little bit too fast. And, you know, the ending is what it is. I won't spoil it. But um, my problem kind of comes from the fact that this they kind of treat a, a lot of the aspects of this Bond as if he is, you know, and this is in his other films as well. He's a relic of the past, but he's supposed to just, he's supposed to have just started being Bond. I feel like it kind of contradicts itself a little bit. Um, and and and, there, and I feel like therefore this reboot of Bond, it just, it holds a little bit too much baggage. You know, I feel like that's what it needs to let go of a little bit, but you know what? I think it has a lot to love that will stand out against other Bond films. The villain, Le Chiffre, is amazing. Mads Mikkelsen, Obviously, we know that Matt Mickelson's amazing. If if you've hmm. seen stuff like, you know, um, why am I blanking? <laughs> Another round uh, that was this year, or hmm. um, Rogue One or Doctor Strange. You know, he might not have the biggest uh, roles in those last two, but he's really good in, in a lot of stuff. And he will be playing the next Grindelwald in um, Crimes of Grindelwald after they fired. Ah, Denver. yes. Um, so yeah, he's plays a great villain, um, and you know. I think that is one of the biggest things that you need to get to work in, in a Bond film. And they made it work. And also, it probably has the best and coolest opening. You see Bond doing his first ever... Two, you have to kill two people to become a double O agent. And he and you see him take his two first kills. And and there's a cut that... It, it, when it transitions into the, into the song, the song being You Know My Name by Chris Cornell... It's so good. It gave me such chills. Like he turns around and like it goes into, I can't explain it without spoiling it. And it's really annoying me, but it's amazing. And, you know, it, it, it signals like, bam, new era of Bond. Here we go. 
and it is awesome that that uh, that alone that sequence that opening like five minutes 10 out of 10 right there but yeah i think in in all in all i'll give it a nine out of ten i will be watching quantum of solace skyfall and specter and so i'll be talking about that in the next few weeks and we are going to be talking about no time to die in a few weeks hopefully there will be time to die i want i would like time to die Uh, (laughs) oh wow Uh, that was an unexpected twist but anyway um yeah so that's me so uh yeah Take us out, wow. John. Um, I'm excited to talk about your name next week. Oh, Definitely. I can't wait to talk about it. Oh, right. Yes. So thank you for listening. Uh, wait, are we, do we have anything yeah. else? No, that, that's it. We're, we're on. Okay. So um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So thank you for listening for our episode. Um, we had a blast talking about Rick and mm-hmm. Morty and especially the weekly viewing. So if you want to watch those, go ahead. The, the stuff that we just talked they've about. Already, we had, John, we had, they've already. We had really good stuff. This week, John, they? They, wouldn't be, they wouldn't be in the outro if they hadn't already listened to what we said. Oh, okay. There'd be okay, no so, point in that. Um, okay. So thank you for listening again. I, 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 I love Second saying time around. Um, yes. So, um, what, um, if you, if what you enjoyed hands? it, please give a like. Yes, and wash your hands enjoy, while you, you do it. Like, it. whilst, like, thumbs up and but, then wash like, it. Like, it's while important. Washing your hands and. Making sure that you're wearing your mask to the cinema because you we like be safe. the cinema. Yeah, you like the cinema. Venom, the Venom like... just got pushed pushed up two weeks. It's going to come out two weeks earlier. <laughs> how Wait, how really? quirky! Yeah, because Shang Chi's oh, done thought, really well. I, 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 I actually thought it was going to be like, taking up like two weeks later. But no, not, earlier. But... It's earlier now. Yeah. Wow. They. Wow. I'm. I know that's, it's uh... great. It also means that we have an extra week to watch all the Wes Anderson films. Mm. Yeah. Fun I'm facts. To about. Um, yes. yes. If you want to see more, subscribe. We just started the second year of of the podcast. There's loads to watch. You know, if you want more talking about like animation, you know, we've done Invincible and a whole load of Pixar stuff. You, we've, mm. We did Shang Chi just last week. So if you want to hear us talk about that, head on over. Also, you probably find us talk about Rick and Morty beforehand in the news or in the week of viewing. There's loads of stuff to watch. So you go on and and get stuck in um, and if you want to get in touch with us we will answer your questions at outtimefilmpod at gmail.com is where you can email us or you can message us or just follow us on twitter or instagram at Pod, or me on twitter at tom the boardman i don't really tweet but i definitely like and retweet a lot of things um and i think that's next week we're going to be talking about venom the first venom yeah is venom venom venom, venom. venom. <laughs> um so yeah get excited for that i haven't seen it since it came out so i'm i'm quite intrigued to see if it's still as boring as i remember ah yes venom so thank you right yeah of course good good well get prepared to prepare to rewatch it (laughs) i'm so sorry um okay and so thank you um take what you're given Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye.